Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. On DAB Plus, online, via the TalkSport app and on your smart speaker. All the action, excitement and drama from across the entire women's game. It's a wonder goal. Women's Football Weekly. Absolute top quality on TalkSport 2. How are you this Monday? It's Tuesday. Oh my God, I've got it wrong already. It's Tuesday. Welcome along to Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2. My name's Shabana Hearn. In for fake and others. We've got lots to get through over the next hour. A five-goal thriller at the Emirates in the second leg semi-final of the UEFA Women's Champions League last night. But the two-time champions at Wolfsburg finished the job. Could have won this game an extra time. That said the same. Could be for Wolfsburg here. Dispossessed woman. Moy, Brandon to the area, lacrosse goal, Bremer has surely won it for Wolfsburg, it's desperate heartbreak for Arsenal. Hearts breaking still all around the UK and in the WSL, Manchester United are aiming for their first league title after defeating Aston Villa. Villa were all over us, so turn them, play in the space they don't want to play, you don't want you to go into and we didn't do that first time, it took us 45 minutes too long, but it's another learning curve. And I think that we've broke out of jail because we deserve to tonight. We're going to get into that and much more all coming up on Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2. Women's Football Weekly with Faye Carruthers. Hi, I'm Leah Williamson from Arsenal Women and you can follow the WSL on TalkSport 2. Evening to you. How was your bank holiday weekend? Were you at the Emirates last night? Were you crying like me at the end of the game? Somebody else who was there uh, is our guest tonight, Rachel O'Sullivan from Girls on the Bill. How are you, Rachel? I'm good. I'm still heartbroken, though. I'm not going to lie. It was really, really, really sad, wasn't it? It was so sad. It started on <laughs> Thursday with Chelsea and it finished on Monday with Arsenal. Can I just say that Thursday-Chelsea game feels like three weeks ago? Honestly, like you said Monday there. I, I genuinely thought it was Monday. <laughs> I don't know what day it is. Thursday and Monday football is thrown me off entirely I'm all over the gaff and this is the start of like three weeks in a row with a bank holiday yep. uh, and football all amongst that as well um, it feels like the right place to start let's go to the Emirates last night um, because it was just an absolutely incredible moment um, of course 60,000 fans packed out the Emirates five goals extra time it was a night of ecstasy and agony for the Gunners 
just 90 minutes or maybe a bit more between Arsenal and the Champions League final against Barcelona on the 3rd of June in Eindhoven is Leo Velti. Inside the centre circle, Catley to her left, plays it through the middle towards Blackstenius. Goalkeeper caught in two minds. Blackstenius is in! Arsenal lead! Blackstenius round the goalkeeper to score! And the Emirates has gone mad! Free kick though for Wolfsburg. Rack will drive the ball field up to the edge of the penalty area. It's headed back by Pop very cleverly. Hit on the half volley and in! Wolfsburg are level on the night and in the tie and it's Jill Rort. Arsenal fans trying to get behind their side, it's into the near post, headed in by Pop and Wolfsburg have turned it around, 2-1 ahead and the Edwards goes deathly quiet again. Robin Moikos is beating, 2-2, the tie is level, would you believe it? And that is full time and we will go into extra time here in the semi-final of the Champions League. Could have won this game in extra time. That said, the same. Could be for Wolfsburg here. Dispossessed Woman Moy. Brand into the area. Low across goal. Bremer has surely won it for Wolfsburg. It's desperate heartbreak for Arsenal. That is it. There will be no Champions League final for Arsenal. It is sheer and utter heartbreak. Beaten after extra time. Joe Shannon on our commentary team last night on TalkSport 2 live from the Emirates. Rachel Sullivan from Girls in the Ball with me just to go through it all one more time. Um, Rachel, one thing is very clear last night. Every single Arsenal player in that squad left it on the pitch last night. Oh, 100%. Um, you know, obviously we know all the injuries that Arsenal have suffered over the last few months and another one to add to the list yeah. last night as well. But, um, you know, so many players not playing in the natural positions, maybe not expected to be starters and every single one of them stepped up. It was really, really impressive. And I think one thing we can all agree, and if you're listening to the show just now, it was sad that Arsenal didn't get past it last night, but it almost would have been realistic to think that's what it would have stop because they would go to the final against Barcelona a side crippled with injuries lots of players playing out of position as you mentioned to play the best team in the world you know that are now bringing back players like Alexa Pateas from injury who are just fighting on all fronts it would have been a great experience it would have been the first time Arsenal had done that since 2007 um, but it just wasn't to be but it was an incredible performance last night from, from so many players like Jen Beattie We've seen in this side now for so many years, you think back 10 years ago of her journey in the UEFA Women's Champions League to yesterday, stepping up in that moment, I was like, go on, beat. I tell you what, I, I think if you told her at the beginning of the season she'd be playing 120 minutes in a Champions League semi-final in front of 60,000 people, like she was cramped all over the place at the end of it. But my God, she was, you know, doing an insane job in defence and then to pop up as well with the header, it was just incredible. It kind of summed up her journey. Yeah, uh, incredible. And the fact that she's a part of, um, I don't know if desk job is the right way to describe it, but Jenny B has this role now at Arsenal making sure that she's involved with what the fans want and, you know, making sure the communication is clear between the, the players and the office and that they're doing everything properly. So she was part of the journey to make the Emirates like that and to, to build that over this season and last season um, and to step up in that moment. She was absolutely exhausted at the end of the game. I saw her in the tunnel afterwards um, and she just went, mate, I'm shattered. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought, go get yourself a bath in because that that was just some shift that, that she put in. So many of them the same. And just unfortunate that 
a minute to go before it would have gone to penalties and that mistake at the back but Wolfsburg will punish you and they are an incredible side as well The quality in these teams like you just cannot make mistakes against them and doing that for 90 minutes is hard enough doing it for 120 minutes when your side is so depleted when you normally probably would have had more substitutions you know you can almost forgive something like that but at, at the end of the day in those situations you just got to boot the ball out don't you mm, I know clear it, clear your lines um, it was hard it was, it was very very hard to watch you can only imagine how the players are feeling today even afterwards and um, a lot to take in I had, I had a thought yesterday watching watching the game Rachel that this Arsenal side is just littered with stars superstars and not one of the so-called superstars were in that team but they've progressed even more so more than anybody could have imagined yeah, like we've I've had conversations about like, oh, and I've said this, you know, you, you feel for the likes of Arsenal and Chelsea to have gone so far, but not to have had a full squad to really show what they can do. But then the other side of me thinks the adversity both teams have faced has really brought them together. And you're wondering, is that where they got the extra level? And even the narrative, the conversations that we have, you know, oh, no Beth Mead, no Vivina Miedema. Well, that's the end of Arsenal season. I, that's not something you've said. Maybe that's something I've said. Thank you for covering me there. I didn't say that. <laughs> Maybe it's something I would have said at one point, you know, and in my head going, well, how do they progress without all these goals? And they have done. They've, they've, they've dug deep. And you wonder if there's a mentality thing from the players who make, hold on a minute. Like, don't write us off because we've not got the stars. We are some squad, we are the Arsenal. You know, they've really stepped up and it's just so disappointing to, to bow out in that fashion. But they were insane yesterday. It was such a pleasure to watch them. You know? Yeah, the, just overall following the, the Champions League journeys, this season has been brilliant. Yeah, incredible. A uh, lot of Ian Reuter came off uh, yesterday. Looked like those three letters we all dread to hear, especially when associated with this Arsenal side. Uh, nothing confirmed at all, but... Wouldn't be surprised if that's another ACL injury. Rachel. The way that knee buckled. Oh. I think we're all becoming, you know, we've seen it so many times in this mm. game. We've seen it so many times this season that you can almost immediately feel, even the players, when that happens to the player, when their teammates go around them, you just kind of know, like, and it just didn't look good. The way it went, it could be a fourth ACL for Arsenal. Mm. Yeah, I actually saw her last night in the tunnel limping out with her family and she was on crut crutches and... She looked okay. She looked fine. But again, you know, Leah Williamson, when it happened to her a couple of weeks ago, she got the team bus home with everyone and was, you know, th that's the thing. It can cripple some people in pain in the moment and then they see it through and it's just, but it's just that season, you know, defining injury. Um, one thing that Arsenal can feel positive about, though, is Beth Mead's back running. I mean, she's going to, I actually wouldn't be surprised if she's back for the World Cup. I, I think it's a step too far. I've been saying this whole season. I'd love to see it, but I just think, we're celebrating her running and it's 1st of May. Two and a half months, Rachel. Yeah, what, get, where's the game time? Do you know what I mean? I just, I feel like Serena Wiegmann's quite a pragmatic manager. Mm. Will she? But then, you know, Beth Mead could also be a player you'd take a risk on. Uh, well, that's it. To have Lade in the squad, the experience that she'll bring, quite, quite a young... Especially with so many injuries now in the England squad. Oh my goodness. We're going to get into that a little bit later on. Uh, but yeah, commiserations to Arsenal last night. Being beaten in the second leg, 3-2 by Wolfsburg. What's that on aggregate? I can't count. 5-4, I think Incredible. it was. Incredible. What Isn't a semi-final tie <laughs> that was. Thank you so much to the gods who drew that out for us. Um, but Arsenal manager, Jonas Edeval, was proud of every single member of his team. Here you go. It's tough, no doubt about it, because there was a game of such fine margins and they're not on our side tonight. So uh, I think we're allowed to hurt uh, tonight. We're allowed to feel empty, but we're also allowed to feel proud of the performance uh, and for the occasion with the supporters that are magnificent. Uh, so there's a lot of emotions 
going through the, the brain right now. Jonas Deval there, his family were there last night. Um, I spoke to him after the game and you could tell it was just sheer heartbreak um, for, for his side. But again, proud of everything that they've achieved so far. So we look ahead to a final. Barcelona against Wolfsburg in Eindhoven on the 3rd of June. That should be a popcorn muncher, shouldn't it? Yeah, I think that would be more competitive uh, that Wolfsburg have gone through. I think may not have been the case had Arsenal, a depleted Arsenal side, crawled to that final. Um, so, yeah, there's some quality in the team. They have some quality on the bench. Mm. You know, Tobias Vasmuth, Joel Brand Vasmuth coming off coming the bench. On, oh. You know, um, yeah. and of course, Barcelona's record speaks for itself as well. So that will be, you know... a big one, a big fight between two powerhouses. Alex Pop back to the, the side last night. Our first goal against English opposition since 2011. She's what? got some crazy stats. She had similar stats in the Euros where you just associate her with scoring goals and actually she'd missed so many major tournaments but she still feels like a player who's inevitable when she's on the pitch, she's going to score. Mm. And, and she did that last night. She pops up, doesn't she? She's um, She flops she's... down sometimes too. But... <laughs> Can we just, I mean, surely you've seen this. Surely you've been on your timeline on Twitter to see Jenny Beatty's celebration and literally... <laughs> Pop leans into Jenny Beatty and Jenny Beatty, it's the rugby player, you know, our dad's a rugby legend, floors her. It's like she's been hit by a steam train, a freight train, something heavier, if there is something heavier. Um, She's been absolutely taken out. Um, But yeah, an incredible player. When you look ahead to that final then, Barcelona, Wolfsburg, who does it for you? I think Barcelona are going to edge it. You know, they've got um, Alexi Pateas back as well. Look, there's quality on both sides. I don't think it's going to be, you know... I'd like to think it's not going to be really one-sided. I think it'll be quite a competitive match, but I can see Barca edging it. Mm. 60,000 at the Emirates last night as well. Uh, I was actually watching the TV when I go home last night on Sky. Rianne Skinner had been commentating and doing the punditry for that game. Um, and she had mentioned how the the final is the stadium of 36,000, I think it is, Rachel and Eindhoven. There's not much going on in Eindhoven in that area where the final's going to be. Um, but are they capping it? Is it being capped when maybe that could sell a of a lot more oh yeah I mean 72,000 at Barcelona Chelsea like if that's not telling you I think it was over 20,000 at both Wolfsburg over 20,000 at Stamford Bridge what are we doing putting a final with 35, 36,000 yeah it's kind of lowering your expectations when we should be expecting high things yeah well we'll see what happens but very much so looking forward to it regardless the Women's Champions League final will take place on the 3rd of June in Eindhoven it's going to be a belter Barcelona against Wolfsburg no English to be taking part in this final better luck next year hopefully you're listening to Women's Football Weekly here on TalkSport 2 my name's Shabannon for Faye Rachel O'Sullivan from Girls in the Ball is with us as well coming up we'll reflect on the other English side to bow out of the Champions League semi-finals as Chelsea couldn't get the job done against Barcelona we'll do that next on DAB Plus, online, via the TalkSport app and on your smart speaker. TalkSport 2's dedicated women's football show. And it was a moment of pure quality. Women's Football Weekly with Faker Others on TalkSport 2. Full time, it is Barcelona 1, Chelsea 1. Barcelona win 2-1 on aggregate to progress to their third consecutive Champions League final. I can't ask any more of the our players. And I know I said to them at the end, we we're all proud to be Chelsea because I think the better team lost today. You know, I think every individual that out there tonight had, had something to be proud of and you know I'm I'm certainly proud to, to wear the Chelsea badge tonight. 
Good evening. Hope you're having a good Tuesday. You're listening to Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2, the only show on national radio dedicated to women's football. You're welcome. Girls in the Ball, Rachel O'Sullivan is uh, with me tonight. We're in for Faker Others. And don't forget, if you miss any of our shows or you want to listen again, you can download the podcast. It's available on the TalkSport app. So have a look there for that one today. Throwing back, what, not even a week ago, yeah, Rachel, but our brains are scrambled. Feels like two. <laughs> it feels like such a long time ago. Um, Chelsea nil, Barcelona won, 2-1 in aggregate. Um, no, Chelsea, Chelsea. 2-1 in aggregate. Yeah, that's it. See, I can't count. It's, it's the bank holiday. 2-1 on aggregate, I've nailed it. Um, and yeah, Chelsea bowing out of the competition once more, this time away at Camp Nou. Like you see, 70,000 fans were there. And it just wasn't their time, but what a performance they put and what a shift that was, Emma Hayes' side. Yeah, I think what Emma Hayes said about players being proud, I think they absolutely can be. Um, you know, you look back at that final in 2021 and they were hammered 4-0 within 36 minutes or something. Um, it was always going to be a tall order to play Barcelona and they they had to just stay in the tie for as long as possible. And I think they did that in isolation, that game at Camp Nou in itself to draw with Barcelona at home in front of 72,000 fans is an incredible achievement they broke I think it was a 79 home game on beaten run for Barcelona okay. so in isolation that's a huge achievement but unfortunately and I think Emma Hayes said this as well the tie was lost in the first leg First leg four minutes in you know Chelsea must have gone oh no not again like this is deja vu this is us being put to put to bed by this Barcelona side a repeat of the the 2021 final in the Champions League Um, and they did correct it for the second leg that's for sure but also after conceding that first goal they did hold strong and things would have been so different if that four minute goal hadn't been conceded yeah, and I think you also have to factor in that Chelsea are also dealing with a huge number of injuries. Their their main two centre backs, Millie Bright and Khadija Buchanan, are both out injured. You had Marin Mielda and Magda Eriksson coming together, and I thought across the two ties they did really well. Um, so with a somewhat makeshift shift defence against this Barcelona side, you know I think a hugely impressive performance. Yes, that four minute goal goal from Caroline Graham Hansen, you know that was some wonder strike. Yeah, there's, there's nothing you could do about that, mm. but. You know, I think it was always going to be about staying as close to Barcelona as possible in the first leg and then seeing what they can do at Camp Nou. And, you know, it's in a game like that, it's always going to be a gamble. When do you go for it? Mm. Did they maybe leave it a bit too late? Uh, possibly. But, you know, I, I think you can't really fault her tactics too much because ultimately they did stay in the game. I wonder if Millie Bray is maybe a very underrated player. I think Chelsea haven't been the same without her. And do we know when she's going to be back? Emma Hayes, every time you ask her, she's fine. Um, I think there was pictures of her training today, which is a really positive sign. Um, I think so close to a major tournament, players are going to keep guards to their chest. You know, I think if you know you're out, you'll say it. I think if she's not saying it, then, you know, there is a lot of hope that she will be in. And yeah, she's absolutely an underrated player. She's the kind of player you don't realise how good she is until she's not there. And there's a a massive Millie Bright-shaped hole. They're playing tomorrow night as well. It's a must-win game uh, for for Chelsea because I mean they've got three three games on Manchester United and we're going to get to to the title race in the league in the next section. But they need her back. They need her back for I think that confidence boost because Chelsea are starting to seem that little bit more tired now, Rachel. And you can understand they're taking part in every competition going. Yeah, and they've got a, a thinner squad now because of the injuries. Um, you know they have Pernilla Harder back, which is a big plus for them. Uh, and she could be very important in these last three games. But yeah, every game is must win for Chelsea and they've got an FA Cup final. <laughs> when it comes to the Champions League, here's what Emma Hayes said after they bowed out. 
I can't ask any more of the owl players. And I know I said to them at the end, we we're all proud to be Chelsea because I think the better team lost today. Um, you know, once we grew into the game, which is you have to expect there's 70 odd thousand people here. It's not easy and. I think by not conceding early, you give yourself a chance to grow, and we did that, and we got more aggressive, created chances, and just I'm just I'm absolutely gutted. Emma Hayes there. Um, she actually did a press conference today. We had a little giggle about it uh, earlier on when you came in the office because um, somebody asked her in a press conference today if she had sympathy for Arsenal. <laughs> she did not. <laughs> <laughs> to put it mildly, <laughs> she's so savage. Do you know? I remember two years ago. I heard Joe Shannon, our commentator at TalkSport 2. I was driving out of the Emirates. Remember the start of the season? Two seasons ago, Chelsea, Arsenal, the Emirates. And I was driving home, have TalkSport on. Joe Shannon's now with Emma Hayes. And he was like, Emma, commiserations, um, blah, 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 blah. And she went, oh, well, nobody died, Joe, so I don't need to be commiserated. <laughs> and I, I cried laughing and I was also like, oh, that was so awkward because Joe's the nicest guy ever. And then last night, I actually said to the Arsenal players, I kept saying commiserations, and Emma Hayes was in my head. I was like, stop saying commiserations. Nobody died, but it did feel like it last night. Yeah, <laughs> and, but of all teams to ask Emma Hayes about, you know, Don't Arsenal is not the one. Uh, okay, we also heard from Chelsea defender Neve Charles this week. She's been speaking to Talk Sports' Bradley Hayden, and she's been looking ahead to next Sunday's FA Cup final against Manchester United at Wembley. Yeah, I think once you get a taste for it, you just want it all over again, and it's it's never... You're never satisfied, you always want more. And I think, yeah, the feeling of winning, it just never, ever gets old. So, for sure, if we could do it again, it would be amazing. What does it say about the WSL this year is that you've got four teams competing so closely for the title? I think it's, I've said for the last few years, the growth of the women's game has been so good. But I think this year has been special off the back of the Euros. And I think it's a credit to the women's game that it's so exciting at the top of the league. But I think right the way through the league as well, like no game is a given even at the bottom, it's so exciting and interesting that, yeah, it's just, as a fan, it's it's even more entertaining to watch than it ever has been. So hopefully we can keep on entertaining and, yeah, it's a great place to be. And, I mean, you've got a great manager as well and Emma Hayes. What, what, what is she like to work with? She's so experienced. She's been here before so many times and she knows what it takes. Um, and she's just relentless. It's like she sort of breeds what... We have in our culture of just winning the next one, the next one, and um, not being satisfied. So I think that comes down from her, and she's just she always wants more. I mean, how much of an impact has she had on on you, you and your career today as well? Yeah, she's been ever since I've come in. She's been really good with me, just knowing when to sort of let me be and knowing when to, whether it's an arm around the shoulder or just just knowing when to give me some more time. And I think it's. I'm not the first player she's done it with. She's done it a thousand times. So I think it's been it's been really good for her to just be able to say, like, I'm experienced, I know what I'm doing, and for me to just trust her and then be able to focus day-to-day on the grass with what I need to do. And as well as her man management she was talking about there, what, what else, what other main strengths does she have? Um, I think the way she's able to be flexible with the tactics on the pitch, I think that's something that's a strength of ours, being able to adapt from game to game and sort of, have that flexibility and that unpredictability. Um, I think that's a credit to her sort of football knowledge um, and just the way she sort of, I think the way she recruits players as well and sort of integrates them into the team and thinks ahead. And that's not just her, obviously, that's just the whole of the the backroom staff and hierarchy at Chelsea. Um, But I think they've 
it's not just happened overnight. That's something they've been building for years and years and um, we're sort of seeing it, the fruition of it. And I mean, what is it like coming up in training against someone like Sam Kerr as well? I mean, as a defender, it must be a bit of a nightmare trying to mark her in, in training. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a fun challenge, though, because she's always at it. And so it's it's you know that you're pushing and you're going to improve playing with her. So, yeah, she's she's incredible. Uh, and I think what she does, she's the best at the world in it. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely a challenge, but it also makes you feel comfortable because if you know you're training against her every day, you know, you can't get much better than that. And Lauren James as well. I mean, we've seen defenders in the WSL this season try and foul to try and contain her in matches. I mean, she must be quite difficult to come up against in training too. Yeah, she's a she's a unique talent. I think her ability on the ball to keep the ball so close to her and you sort of see in games two, three defenders try and get near her and not be able to. And I think that's, yeah, it's a unique talent. And yeah, we're very fortunate to have her. And I think she's only just getting started as well, which is the amazing thing. Chelsea's Neve Charles there speaking to TalkSport's Bradley Hayden. She is a lovely star performer. She's had a good season. She's been very much so part of this Chelsea side. Um, Rachel, you just give me your thoughts. Oh, God. In your brain thoughts, <laughs> just while uh, Neve was chatting away there. Uh, you've got the FA Cup final, of course, next week. Um, Chelsea, Manchester United? So whether it's my thoughts or whether it's what I'd kind of like to happen, I think Chelsea, I can't see past Chelsea for the league just because they have those games in hand. But I think Manchester United might get their first trophy in the FA Cup. So I'm thinking potentially, now look, I could be wrong, but I think we could have Arsenal with the Conti, Man United with the FA Cup and Chelsea with the league, which I think could be really exciting. Very, very exciting. I don't see Chelsea slipping at this point and I think they've been beaten in the Conti Cup. God knows what happened next week in the FA Cup final, but I do not see Emma Hayes allowing a slip in the lead from here on in with those three games in hand. It is theirs, really, isn't it? Yeah, and I think tomorrow night's match will be a good indicator of where their heads are at. They've had a, a bit of time to get over that. You know, I think with Arsenal having Leicester on Friday, I think yep. it is, you know, it's it's getting over that difficulty. And I think Wednesday will be a good indicator. And if they if they hammer Liverpool... Yeah, then Man United will be yeah, will be yeah. worried. Uh, okay, uh, we will be excited to see how that one goes. You're listening to Women's Football Weekly here on Talksport Two. My name's Shaban. Rachel O'Sullivan is here as well. Coming up next, we're going to get into the WSL. How that table is looking? Could it? Could it be Manchester United year? Yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi, nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertzen the Bypassal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertzen the Channelized Bimbingus at the Bypassal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. 
So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. I'm here to tell you about Bolin Brand Sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Brand Sheets get softer with every wash. They're made from the rarest organic cotton and designed to get softer over time. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order with code BUTTERY. So head to bollandbranch.com today. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Women's Football Weekly. That is absolute top quality on TalkSport 2. Good evening. How's your Tuesday going? You're listening to Women's Football Weekly on Top Sport 2. My name's Shaban and for Fake It Others, Rachel O'Sullivan from Girls on the Ball is here as well. You're halfway through. How's it going? It's going well, I think. I hope. So far? Yeah. So far, 7 out of 10. Oh. We've got three more to go to up your game. <laughs> okay, I'll do my best. <laughs> I'm We've got on. all the exciting games out. No, we haven't. A it's, WSL chat. It's always a 10 from Rachel. <laughs> uh, don't forget, if you miss any of our shows or you want to listen again, a podcast is available on the TalkSport app, so you can download that now today. Okay, we've done Champions League. We've spoken about Arsenal. We've spoken about Chelsea. We've mourned them bowing out of the competition, but the WSL title race is still very much so alive. Uh, before we get into the nitty gritty, Rachel, this is one of the most exciting seasons I can remember. So we've had, I think we've had exciting run-ins in the past. I think it was a 2013 14 where the trophy was kind of going up and down the motorway because there were three teams in contention. But wow. in terms of, we've never had four teams in contention. We've never had four teams in potential relegation spots as well. So from that perspective, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like it, nearly every game is a must win for a team. Are you still counting Arsenal to win the title? No, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I think it's a game too far. I think... They were like Chelsea. They've been stretched, and I just think it's been tricky for them. There's a couple of games that didn't go their way. That Manchester United one, I think, was the final nail in the coffin for their season. Um, and I'm a bit worried about them for Champions League spots as well. Rachel, we've not even discussed this. Actually, last night when all that happened, and I was in the car heading home, I went, "Oh my goodness, the title race! Oh my goodness, they have to make top three. And at the moment, when you look at the run that Manchester City are on, you look at Chelsea having three games in hand Manchester United haven't really wavered who is going to occupy that third place spot you know it, it, it might not be Arsenal yeah and I, they have a game in hand over Man City and if they win it I think they're level on points if I'm I've got off the table in front of me but I think they could get level and goal difference could come into it right. um, but I do there are there they do have to play each other like the, the top four some of the teams have to play each other still so somebody is going to drop points somewhere mm. but oh. calling it is so difficult oh my word uh, do you know seeing goal difference between Manchester City and Arsenal it's only three goals yeah so oh, Arsenal yeah. have two games in hand over Manchester City they're on 38 points and if they win both of those games they will also be on 44 points but currently with a better goal difference I see could you imagine if it came down to goal difference <sighs> I mean, it just it just shows you how the Women's Super League is just gathering momentum. It is adding player by player, managers, just everybody's getting stronger in around about this area. And actually, you've got to look at Villa's season as well. You've got to look at Everton and their improvements as well. Like, all of these teams are now starting to catch up and there's a bit more money there as well to bring in a player who we could call a bit of luxury 
you know, that can add to a squad. Like Rachel Daly at Villa. We'll get there, but you know. But uh, and not just Rachel Daly, Lucy Staniforth, Jordan Nobbs, yeah, Kenza Daly, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, they've done a really good job of recruiting at Villa. Let's go there actually because Aston Villa were defeated on Friday night at the hands of Manchester United and super sub Millie Turner strikes once more, eh? I just think there can be turning points in seasons or there can be moments that you can look back on and think that was the moment and if Manchester United go on to win the league I feel like this is the moment that they'll look back on and say that was it that was where we won it um, she came on in something like the 87th minute and scored in the 92nd and 30 seconds yeah. like that's crazy it was the final play of the game um, and I think that never say die attitude that they've got this season It's is potentially what could get them over the line It was not an easy night for Mark Skinner's side but they did manage to get the job done against a tough Villa side the Manchester United manager caught up with Talk Sports Ian Abrahams after the match Mark, is that the absolute dictionary definition of getting out of jail? Um, I mean, if you can break out of jail, yeah. And I think what we did was we broke out of jail. We didn't just get out, we broke out. So I think there's a control element of that. Um, you know, we, we don't give up. You know, half the first half, we were not good enough. And we said that, we told each other at half time, we agreed. And we knew that we had to get the actions right. We tried to play a game in the first half that, that's Manchester United where we want to control possession. Well, Villa were all over us, so turn them. Play in the space they don't want to play, you don't want you to go into. And we didn't do that first half. It took us 45 minutes too long. But it's another learning curve, and I think that we've broke out of jail because we deserve to tonight. Manchester United manager Mark Skinner there. Credit to him, the job that he's done this season. They really haven't they haven't wavered, have they? No, and I think in previous seasons we've seen Manchester United have struggled with consistency across the league and often after the kind of December break was when they started to taper off a little bit and that hasn't happened um, there have been games where you thought it was going to be a draw like Reading uh, Rachel Williams popped up it's happened mm. a couple of times for them and it's that kind of getting them over the line in the past we'd have seen them probably draw those games it's their ability now to say no we keep going until the final whistle and it's it's proven dividends A word on Villa as well um, what have you made of them this season? I've been calling Villa the disruptors mm. I think they're the ones now that, you know, the top four teams might fear playing a little bit because you don't really know what you're going to get with Villa. Um, they could go and lose to Chelsea 3-0 or they could go and beat Manchester City 4-2. You don't really know. And, and the recruitment that Carla Ward has done there has been brilliant. They know it's a longer term project, but it's coming together pretty quickly. Mm, I wonder if... I know you hate when I do this. What are you going to do? do you're going to talk about signings. Rachel Daly, how... Div- I mean, you'd buy her out. You would buy her out of the contract. I mean, Arsenal, they need a centre forward. Will it be Arsenal? Arsenal need a defender and a, and a midfielder and a. Chelsea probably could use another centre forward as well. Yeah, well, they could. If you think about it, you know, we expect Chelsea to have, I think Emma Hayes has said in the past, they want to have world class players in every position, two in every position. They, they have a very, very good squad when they're fit. Mm. Sam Kerr, if mm. she gets injured, who's going in there for Chelsea? Mm. They've not really got a clear replacement. So, oh, I don't want to buy into your theories. No, no, she's going to stay at Villa. It's happening. <laughs> You're too romantic. I want to be. Rom- I was romantic once, but I do look now at this movement, this wave that's hitting women's football, and what happened with Alessia Russa in the January transfer window and those rumours. And and I think this summer should be. It, it will be actioned you know it's not going to just be rumours I think there's going to be some big movers and shakers in this window and actually if you're Emma Hayes you're probably looking and going we need Rachel Daly yeah and I think there's probably going to be teams going well we're going to get her because we don't want our rivals to get her so we'll have her and we'll yeah. find space for her and I think the way these top four teams are going with so many top three teams anyway with so many competitions they need it yeah 
Um, and, and Villa need her. So they're going to want to hang on to her with yeah. every, every ounce of what they can do. Uh, sorry, I started, I started another rumour. Sorry, <laughs> not sorry. If you ever wonder where the rumours come from, <laughs> the studio. Uh, okay, let's talk about Manchester City. Beating Reading 4-1 uh, at the weekend as well. But a little bit of a scare. Reading went ahead. They did. Mm. Very sloppy opener. Poor defending. Um, I think it took City a few minutes to find their feet. Even their opener was pretty scrappy. Um, but I think once they got that goal, you know, they were they were away, particularly in the second half. I mean, there was a, a hairy moment at the back for Ellie Roebuck and goal where she tried to, she hung on to possession just a little bit too long. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think I think many expected Man City to, to win that one and, and obviously Bunny Shaw getting on the score sheet again. Yeah, She's phenomenal. Oh, do you think Hara Rachel Daly will get Golden Boot? I think Bunny Shaw will pip it because... It feels like Rachel Daly's been playing catch up a lot with her this season, oh, and yeah. I just think she has might. Been Bunny always been the yeah, she's always head. hopping over Rachel Daly. So okay. um, see what I did there. Oh. No, but I do think she might just edge it out. Okay, um, Manchester City. Their season so far. I mean, they have clawed it back. They've no, they've been brilliant actually for a, a solid period of time there. Um, they were beaten against Arsenal uh, in dramatic fashion. But do you think they go all the way? Do you think they finish second? Do you think? Do you think they can still win the title? I think they might get that last Champions League spot. Mm. Um, and to be honest, a lot of us probably wrote them off because of the strengthening of the teams around them. I mean, they did strengthen, but I think given the players they lost right at the beginning of the season, we thought they might struggle to gel. Took a couple of games, but they have managed to gel. It hasn't always been perfect, mm. but you know they've had some games where you thought maybe you know they're not going to win this one. Brighton gave them a bit of a scare, um, but they've done well. They've they've come together really well. You know the partnerships on the pitch, I think has been key that front three partnership has been brilliant and um, yeah it just makes it all the more difficult to call yeah it, it's so hard I love it I love it this is what it should be it absolutely is what it should be uh, City manager Gareth Taylor admitted after the Reading game that slip ups at this time of the season can be fatal when it comes to the title race mentality is good you know confidence levels are good we just need to do what we need to do which is win our games and it's as simple as that um I've said previously the margins are so tight in the WSL that, you, you know, slip-ups are really difficult to kind of deal with. And yeah, whereas in other leagues, you know, you can lose three or four games, maybe draw three or four and still win the title. Mm. It's impossible in this league. It really is. It's, um, it's so tight. 22 games makes it really difficult. And we've got three games left and we need to win all three of them. It's as simple as that. And we'll be trying our very best to do it. Gareth Taylor, the Manchester City manager there. It'll be interesting to see what happens to that side as well in the summer, uh, where things end up. Gareth Taylor there in his position as Manchester City manager. You, you wonder as well, them looking at the, the, the other leagues in the country where women's football is going, if they're happy where they are, do they want to move uh, away as well? Um, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, let's talk about Leicester. A massive three points from them beating Liverpool 4-0 um, at the weekend. Rachel, does that keep them safe? No, no, I don't. I there not yet. Yeah. I, I think it's incredible um, that that they had a win against Brighton early on in this year, and I thought, okay, maybe this is them going on a run. And then they started losing again. They had they had decent performances, but they were losing. This game, I don't think anyone was expecting that kind of dominance. Liverpool didn't get off the bus for the first half, anyway. Um, so yeah, uh, brilliant for them. Again, exactly what you want in a relegation battle. Um, and because it's so tight, they've leapfrogged, I think, two teams. Yep. 
um, and drop Reading right at the bottom for the first time this season, I think. I mean, Reading will be sitting there going, right, we need to make some changes now. But yeah, to give you some context, uh, Leicester, uh, Spurs are up to ninth. Leicester now in 10th, Brighton in 11th. And uh, Reading, as Rachel says, right at the bottom there uh, with 11 points on the board. But only three points between them and Spurs. Not good enough. It's not, not especially given enough. Leicester and Brighton have a game in hand. Mm. If they win those games, they're kind of out of sight for, for Reading. Mm. Mm. Yeah, this is a real problem for them, actually. And I was I was disappointed at Liverpool's performance. Actually, I thought they had a bit more to give. And, you know, summarising their season, it's been a good one to make their way back in at the WSL. Yeah, part of me wonders if, you know, there is an element of kind of knowing they're safe, yeah. you know, kind of knowing they're out of that relegation battle. You know, I can imagine it's kind of tricky for those middle teams. You know, they're not pushing for promotion. They're far enough away from relegation. You just want to finish out the season. Um, and when you're coming up against teams fighting for their lives, if you're not going in with that kind of intensity, you yeah. could end up like Liverpool did, 4-0 down. Mm. Um, okay. And Spurs to Brighton to We've just touched there on where the table is looking for both of those sides, but a key point for both of them. But both of them would have killed for that one, wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah, but I think, to be honest, though, I, both managers seemed ha- not happy, but like at least they got a point. Mm-hmm. They're, they, they did not want to lose that game. It could have been fatal. Um, I was at that game. It was quite exciting. I don't think I expected it to be quite so exciting. Um, but in terms of Spurs, thank God for Beth England. Um, yeah. And she wasn't well, and she scored two goals for them, which uh, if that's Beth England not feeling well... You know, she needs to be on the plane to to Australia. I think. Do you think she does? Do you think she makes her way back into that squad? I think she might. Um, if she keeps going the way she's going, like she's she's scoring important goals, um, the nature of her goals as well. And I think she's just such a a clinical, natural striker that you know, and a bit of a poacher. And I think sometimes England just need that. Mm. Melissa Phillips as well, the new Brighton manager. What do we know about her? Have you interviewed her yet? Yeah, I've spoken to her. She um, was obviously at London City Lionesses um, this season. She moved away to America very briefly, um, left London City Lionesses at the top of the championship. Um, They they ended up, I think, third in the end. But players have uh, spoken so, so highly of her. She's a very, very good player manager and people person. And already... I've heard that from Brighton players and she's only been there a hot second. So, Mm. you know, to get players on board so quickly says a lot about a manager. And she is American. American, She is. Yeah, having worked here, went back to America and they're back here again. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I think she said she hadn't unpacked her flat so it it worked out for her. Lovely stuff. Um, It'll be interesting to see where, where Brighton can actually end up this season. I mean, with the utmost respect... They have been disappointing, you know, to watch apart from these last, say, five games. Yeah, you? I actually pegged Brighton to go down at the beginning of the season um, and I s- still thought they would at the beginning of the year. Um, and I think the problems they've had with managers this season hasn't been great. Uh-huh. When Jens Schuer left and Amy Merrick stepped in, you know, she had a tough job. She had um, Chelsea, Manchester City, Manchester United. Yeah. Um, and actually they performed really well in those games. Yes, they lost them, but mm-hmm. they had performed... Better. Yeah, I mean, this Brighton team lost 8-0 to Spurs, yeah, which, yeah. you know, I'm pretty sure Spurs didn't win a game after that until That's true. the other week. So, yeah. you know, to put it in context, they have massively improved under Amy Merricks and now Mel Phillips. And, and there's a different mindset. So, yeah, I think they... I, I thought to myself if they when they played Everton the other week if they won that game I thought this could be the turning point for them and it could keep them safe Brighton's next fixture against West Ham is Sunday the 7th of May coming up this week by the way just stick it in your calendar Chelsea against Liverpool tomorrow quarter past 7 and then this Friday Arsenal women against Leicester City is at half past 7 on Friday night I know exactly what I'm going to be doing you're listening to Women's Football Weekly on Talk Sport 2 that sounded wrong I'm going to be watching the game uh, my name is Shaban Rachel O'Sullivan from Girls on the Ball is with us as 
as well. Coming up next, we'll discuss the inaugural draw for the Nations League and what happened earlier on today next. Women's Football Weekly with Faker Others. She's around the goalkeeper and has rolled it in. On TalkSport 2. Evening to you. How are you getting on today? Hope everything is well in your world. You're listening to Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2, the UK's only national radio show dedicated to women's football. My name's Shaban. Rachel O'Sullivan uh, from Girls on the Ball is with us as well. You're up to an eight and a half. Okay. Eight and a half out of ten. That's not bad. I'll take that. (laughs) We're also available on a podcast as well. Don't forget, plenty of places. You can download that. But first, head over to the TalkSport app. You can find us there. And obviously, subscribe elsewhere as well. Faker Others back for you in the hot seat next Monday. Uh, Now, you might have been uh, seeing this on your timelines earlier on today. FIFA president Gianni Infantino has threatened to not broadcast the Women's World Cup in five European countries unless TV companies improve their rights offers. Infantino said disappointing offers from the UK, Spain, Italy, Germany and France were a slap in the face of players and all women worldwide. Interesting from Infantino. Uh, He said European broadcasters had offered world football's governing body one to ten million dollars and the rights compared to the men's would be 100 to 200. Uh, million dollars for the men so quite a substantial difference there Uh, Infantino went on to say should the offers continue not to be fair we will be forced not to broadcast the FIFA Women's World Cup into the big five European countries I call therefore on all players fans football officials presidents prime ministers politicians journalists all over the world to support this and call for fair remuneration of women's football women deserve it and it's as simple as that and I read this and I was like, what a good guy. He's such a feminist. <laughs> He's just male feminist all over. I mean, the thing is, in black and white, reading this, it sounds like he's all for women's equality. If it had come from somebody else, you might, you, you, you think, look, this is great. We've for too long undervalued women's football. It's true. Um, but when you hear it from Infantino, you're like, well, he just wants money, doesn't he? Why is that, Rachel? Because he's let women down before in terms of Saudi Arabia. In terms of everything. I mean, women's football packages used to just be bundled in with the men. So doing that to broadcasters tells them it's not worth anything. And now you're turning around and saying you need to be paying loads and loads and loads. So that's where it's kind of come from. They kind of made a rod for their own back a little bit. Right. Um, equally, I agree that it is undervalued by broadcasters and it shouldn't be. Um, you know, it's only going up. Your viewing figures are smashed every time. But the very fact that FIFA don't know who the big five are in Europe in women's football is not the same as the big five in men's football is a very good example of how they're not fully on board with, with women's football. Okay. Um, yeah, Infantino has let down the women's uh, football side for quite some time. You've got to look at the Men's World Cup uh, taking place in Qatar. Um, Saudi Arabia as well being muted to, to sponsor the Women's World Cup when women's rights in Saudi Arabia are interesting at the best of times. And gay rights. Gay rights as well. Um, so many avenues affected here, but actually... I think we can all agree that women's football is undervalued. He wants more money for his pocket, that's yeah. for sure. The we, message is good, the yeah. delivery is poor. Yeah. I think um, his extreme kind of not broadcasting approach mm. is a bit silly and the way he's his rallying cry is just a bit... It's it's hard to, to get on board with it when it's coming out of his mouth, I think. It's a fair point. Um, let's go on to the Nations League draw, which happened earlier on today. Can you, I dare you, because <laughs> I know that the other half of Girls in the Ball, Sophie, would be able to do this like that. 
Um, but can Rachel Half of Girls on the Ball summarise the Nations League for me? Because I can't count to ten. This is difficult for me. Okay? This is where my rating goes from an eight and a half to a, a three. <laughs> <She> plummets. <laughs> a negative. I think listeners probably know that the Nations League is generally quite um, tricky to get your head around anyway. Um, but it has been introduced to uh, the women's game. There are three leagues... Uh, and groups A, League A and League B have four groups of four. Group C has four groups of four and one of three. So yeah. you know, the, you know, top league obviously has the best teams, and it goes down like that. Okay. So there are two phases to um, the Nations League. The first phase are teams fighting for the Nations League. So in the February international window, you know, the teams will play each other and, and culminate in the February international window, and they they'll they'll top the top teams in the groups in League A will be fighting for the Nations League and the finalists of that will get the Olympic spots in the Olympics the European Olympic spots in the Olympics unless one of them is France in which case it will go to the third place team Perfect Um, There's also then relegation and promotion in the the three leagues Mm -hmm. Um, so teams in in B and C as well will be fighting to get further up into League A or from C to B Okay Okay. Phase 2 then is going to be qualifications for the Euros. Right. And so that's where it's important for teams in C and B to to get higher up if they can, um, ahead of phase two. And phase two is then going to be, take the place of the Euro qualifiers, basically. And then as it goes on year on year, it'll be World Cup qualifiers, etc. It's a 10. You've absolutely smashed it. It's a take the rest of the night off. Uh, League A Group 1, some interesting ties actually coming out of that one. England will face Scotland, Belgium and the Netherlands. That is an interesting little group. Always good to have rivalry in there as well. Double rivalry as well, like England-Netherlands, Serena Wiegmann. Oh, yeah. You're going to love that. I not think of that one yet. It's the Wiegmann Derby. Um, And also in Group 3, you've got Wales, Germany, Denmark and Iceland. Uh, League B... Republic of Ireland and Northern Ireland. That'll be an interesting one. Hungary and Albania all drawn in the same group. Uh, That one there, that should be interesting. I've never, I've never actually, have we encountered a Republic of Ireland, Northern Ireland in women's football yet? I don't think we have. Not that I can recall, but I think maybe at youth levels. Oh yeah, true. And then also group two, League A, uh, drawn in that one, you've got France, Norway and Portugal uh, in that group as well. So yes, some interesting ties coming out of that. When does the Nations League start? September. This September. And then, the the 2024 dates are all TBC. Any idea who can go on and win this? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> it's just no. Stuff. We'll focus on I the World the Cup yet. just ahead of time. We are going to the World Cup. We've just been talking about that in the ad break as well. It's going to creep around the corner. Very much so looking forward to that. Uh, Rachel, thank you so much uh, for all your time tonight. Get yourself home safely and uh, just keep pushing for that 10. You're going to get there. Say hi to Sophie from Girls on the Ball uh, from us as well. And if you haven't already, jump onto your Instagram at Girls on the Ball uh, and follow all of the content that you guys do because you're at every game going and anytime I need my information I go to Girls on the Ball uh, Rachel thank you very much Moose Jeff Peters Bradley Hayden producer Will and of course all of you as ever for listening don't forget if you miss any of the show live you can download the Women's Football Weekly podcast via the TalkSport app and listen back throughout the week if you fancy Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. At TalkSport, we absolutely love it when our fans get stuck in. 
That's why we want you to join us in The Dugout, a brilliant new talk sport listener community. It's a place where you can tell us what sports you're into and who your favourite teams are. And tell us what you think we could do better, like big guests and new sports and that. You could win an Amazon voucher for taking part. What are you waiting for? Visit talksport.com slash dugout and get stuck in. 18 plus, terms and conditions apply.